Welcome to the weekly sermon by Generations Church. We hope you enjoy this message from our special speaker. A bishop over over 4,000 churches throughout the nation of Nigeria and other nations in Africa, uh, even in Canada. This man, if ever there was a modern-day Apostle Paul, servant of the Lord, helping the gospel spread throughout West Africa, throughout Nigeria. And uh, so we are so honored because he's a great, great man, a great leader of leaders, a leader of churches. But He's also a friend, and he's always been a, such a good friend to our church. Today, all the way from Nigeria, Lagos, Nigeria, and so we want to give him a big, special Generations Church welcome to Bishop Monik Benosa. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> good morning. When I was coming to this place, knowing really, I think we talk about January or something, that I will be coming here to share with you the word of God. As I pray, one of the thoughts that comes to my mind is to come with an award for this local assembly. The reason for that is, I know that in January, I was on my way to South Africa. I went through Kenya and, you know, do some meetings and go on to South Africa. And uh, we may have passed ourselves in the air. They were also in Kenya. And I saw the wonderful things that you all enables them to go do in Kenya and, of course, some other parts of the world. So when I was coming, I thought of Generation Church, and I came in here from my church, which is Gospel Outreach Ministry, presenting an award of excellence to Generation Church in Spring, Texas, as a great mission-supporting church. So this is for this church, sir. Thank Thank you. 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 You know, it's not only just what you do in Kenya and some other parts of the world. You have affected us. You have blessed us. You have done us well in Nigeria as well. And God is doing some amazing things all over the places as we go preaching the word of God. Uh, If you have your Bible this morning, I'd like for you to open to the book of Daniel, chapter number 6. Daniel, chapter number 6. I really wanted to encourage you with the words of Daniel. Daniel is someone that I'm sure you've read about, and uh, they have preached so much about the man by the name Daniel. Daniel, you know, was a slave, was held captive, and taken to Babylon. And there he found the favor of God, and God promoted him. He began to live for God. He began to please God and began to do the will of God in a nation that was somehow a hidden nation. 
But he commit himself to God and say, God, you know what? In this place where I'm at, I'm just going to please you. I'm going to honor you. I'm going to do your will. I'm going to do always the things that pleases you. So everybody was looking for how to make Daniel to commit sin. How he could say there is no God, deny God, do some stupid thing. But Daniel had already made up his mind. Nothing is going to make me not to love God in ways that I'm determined to love him. And so one day there was a law, a decree that no one in the land that would pray to the living God the God who is alive and well, who is powerful, the God who heals and delivers, the God who makes way when there is no way. And so why they do that and they make the king to sign that anyone who would pray to the God of heaven, that man can be eaten up by the lion. You know, Daniel was not afraid. Daniel was not scared. Daniel was not intimidated. Daniel, no one can make him not to do the will of God. And this morning, that's what I'm here to encourage you with. Let no one intimidate you. Let no one stop you. Let no what goes on around the world hinder you from doing the will of God. You know, a few days ago, a lot of people came to me as I planned to come to the state. And you know, people asked, man, are you going to fly? I said, no, I'm going to walk. Well, they look stupid when they ask the question, but the answer that I gave. Well, I could understand the reason to do that. Because just last week, exactly a week today, there was an airplane that was taken off from Addis Ababa in, uh, in uh, Ethiopia and was going to Kenyan. And six minutes after takeoff, the plane went down, killing the 157 people on board. And you know, that can create a limitation in the hearts of the people from doing the will of God, from going on a mission trip, from preaching the gospel. But you know, I'm committed to the preaching of the gospel and nothing Paul said can stop him. Nothing can hinder him. And I'm here to tell you, let nothing hinders you from doing what God have called you to do. And you know, when he sends you, he'll be with you. He'll back you up and he will help you to accomplish his will on planet earth. So let's look at what Daniel said and how his word can encourage you as it did encourage me, how his word can build you up, how his word can do a miracle in your life because the God Daniel served is the same God we serve. In chapter number 6 of the book of Daniel, in verse number 18, he said, Then the king went to his palace and passed the night 
fasting. You know, when I read this, I, I really get a take out of it this morning, really, as I meditate on the Word of God. You know, oftentimes when we talk about fasting and prayer, we thought that it can only be done when you wake up in the morning and then throughout the day you stay fasting. But in this place, the Bible said, the king fasted in the nighttime. And in that nighttime, he never played any music. He never enjoyed life. He never drank anything. And the reason is he was fasting on behalf of Daniel. He loved Daniel. He knew if there was an honest man, it was Daniel. He knows if there was a sincere man, it was Daniel. He knows if there was a man filled with the Spirit of God that can dissolve every heart, it was Daniel. He knows that Daniel believed God and Daniel loved God. But unfortunately, the Lord of the land had commanded that Daniel be killed. And so they throw him inside the den of lion, and the king left that place. He began to fast and said, I don't want instrument. I don't want any music to be brought before me. And he slept, you know, went, and his sleep went from him, which means all that night, really, the king could not sleep. He was fasting. So which means also sometimes you can fast asleep. You know, you can take that time for which you sleep to just begin to worship and praise him and worship him and honor him and adore him. So the king began to fast. In verse 19 he said, Then the king arose early in the morning and went in haste into the den of lion. I don't know about you though. The closest I have gone to lion really is in Anaheim, California. Oh yeah, pastor may have seen a lot of them in Kenya, but I haven't. I come from Africa, but I haven't. But I saw some in Anaheim, California. Those things are vicious. They don't like anybody. And they can take anyone for a dinner. But you see, this day in question, the God of Daniel is alive and well. He's so powerful. And the king came there to the den of lion. And what did he do? Let's see what he did in verse number 20. And when he came to the den... He cried with a lamentable voice unto Daniel. And the king spake and said to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God. Oh, I love that when the king says that about Daniel. O Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God, that is a question, is thy God whom thou servest continually able to deliver thee from the lions? You know, a lot of people today are asking the kind, that same kind of question. 
And of course you have Christians who really don't know if the God they serve can deliver and can't deliver. There's a whole lot of people who have not exercised their faith on their God. They never knew what God can do. And of course some have concluded and said, well... You can raise your faith too high. God may never do that. You know, in heaven, when we get to the sweet by and by, we can have all the blessings of heaven. But listen now, you can have the blessings of heaven right now. The healing power of God can flow through you right now. The Holy Ghost can come in the midst of the people and cause you to walk in the spirit right now. And so the king said, oh, Daniel, you know what I like about the king? The king really didn't know God that much. But so when he came, the Bible said he came and cried out, with a lamentable voice, which means he was just, oh man, I love this guy, man. I would not have done a thing like this if I knew that they were fighting against Daniel. Oh man, I love Daniel. And he cried with a lamentable voice and said, Daniel, are you still alive? What has God done for you? Is your God able to help you? I love Daniel's response. And so that shall be the response of everyone in your high school, in your grade school, in your university, everywhere you go on the job. That should be our response of what we know, what we have experienced, that the God of heaven can do in our life every day, every day, every day. Listen, my friend, this God is good. This God is awesome. This God is powerful. This God is alive and well, and he never changes. He never fails. He brings to pass his word every promises of the word of God they are yes and they are amen if God says you are the healed you are the healed if God said you are the blessed you are the blessed if God said you are lifted you are lifted so we must believe him and Daniel said God like oh king oh let me tell you about our God let me tell you about his power. Let me tell you about what he does. Let me tell you about the ministry spirit of an angel. How they can be sent of God. And how they can obey God and do his bidding. And you know, if you know all of that, you don't have to be afraid of what man would do unto you. You don't have to be scared because you just know if I fly, he flies with me. If I fly, he bear me up in an eagle wings. If I eat, he takes care of me. If I drive, he preserve me. He preserve my going out and my coming in. You just knew what God can do. And Daniel said to the king, let me tell you about my God. Let me tell you about what he sees. Let me tell you about how he goes about looking for those. He can make himself strong. And these people are those whose heart are puppet before him. Let's see what he says here. It's really amazing. 
what this man began to say about his God. He said in verse number 21, Then said Daniel unto the king, O king, live forever. I like that. You know, that's why I like David when he wrote, you know, the Lord is my shepherd. I don't want. He makes me to lie down in green pasture. And then he goes and said, he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemy, which means they don't have to die. He doesn't have to kill them, you know, out of my life. Hey, they can be alive, but they can't do me any harm. They can't do me anything, and they can watch me enjoy the goodness and the mercy of our God. That is why I didn't have to, you know, in the night, rings my hand all night long, not able to sleep, just being afraid and be scared what happened in the night. No! The Bible says he prepares a table before me while they watch me enjoy the goodness of God. So which means what actually happened is when they stand by or sit by, you're just doing the yummy, yummy, yummy of the goodness of God and of the power of God at work in your life. And he said, King, you're going to live forever. I know your heart. You're going to live forever. And let me tell you what. The expectations of the righteous are never cut off. God protect the righteous. He keep them. He does them well. And let's see what it says here. It's amazing what Daniel said. He said in verse 22, My God has sent his angel and has shut the lion's mouth that they have no heart, they have no heart me for as much as before him, God, in no sense he was found in me and also before thee, O king, I have done no hurt. You know, that is the kind of life that I like. A life where you goes about Doing good because God, Jesus went about doing good. And Daniel said, King, you need to know me. And you know I've been here in this town and I haven't done anything wrong to the king. But most importantly, God has sent his angel. And you know believers need to know that because in the context there, he said it like a pastor's. He did yesterday, and I can tell you the same God is alive and well, and he has sent his angel in your yesterday to watch over you, to protect you, and to close the mouth of the lion. Listen to me. You know, like I said, lions are vicious. I saw some on Facebook this morning. And so there was a car in safari. And these were little, little cars. 
and then a couple of lions came to the car. They were, man, if I was inside the car, I probably would just be so scared. You know, they were by the car, and if it was possible to open the car, they will open the car and eat all the meat inside the car, but they couldn't. And you can see all this lion running after the car. And so that's what God has done. In his own case, we are not inside the physical car, but we are inside God. And God has shot. He just closed your mouth. And today, ladies and gentlemen, I come to tell you that this same God, he has shot the mouth of the lion. He can eat you. He can destroy your life. He can mess you up. You say, Brother Agbinosa, I don't know about that. I'm not faced with a lion. I may be faced with a health situation. That's why I came to let you know that this same God is the same yesterday, today, and forever is going to shut the mouth of cancer is going to shut the mouth of leukemia is going to shut the mouth of principality and power is going to shut the mouth of blood pressure is going to shut the mouth of sugar diabetes is going to shut the mouth of migraine headache so that it can't devour you that's what daniel just said he said God has shut the mouth of lion. He sent his angel. I can imagine what happened that day. Just before Daniel was thrown in, an angel first went in there, unknown to Daniel. But the lion saw this angel. And then he talked with them and said, hey, listen, hey, listen, hey, listen, lion, let me tell you what. I know you always eat all the time. Everything that comes before you. But for 24 hours, beginning from now, don't eat anything. If they bring anything to you, spare his life. Don't touch him. Don't even use your paws to warn him. Just keep away from him. You understand that? They kind of wangle their tail and say, yes, we heard that. Yes, we're going to do that. And no sooner that the angel left the place, Daniel was thrown in. And they may have asked him, are you the real guy? And he kind of rubbed on their head. He said, hey, listen, man, me and you are going to be here for another 24 hours Everybody have to behave. And they said, we know that. Somebody told us about you. And then they stay without touching him. And the next day, the king came. And the king took Daniel or ordered that Daniel be taken out of the place. And those who conspired against Daniel, they threw them in. And the lion said... We were not given the commandments about you. Still bad you came after we're breaking our fast, but it's a good meat anyway. And they ate up the people and none was left. Only because God went ahead. 
And you know, that's what happened to Joseph. You know, God always sent a word ahead of us. And Jesus is the word that God sent ahead of us. And Jesus came. He went to the cross. He rose again. He's coming back again. And the reason for all of that so that you can have power over principalities, over powers, uh, over every works of darkness, and you can rule and reign on the earth by one Jesus Christ. The testimony of Daniel can be our testimony. We can tell people of what we know about God and how in his power, he sent his angel, his angel protect, his angel kept us, his angel sealed the mouth of anything that would have consumed or killed us so that we can live and give him praise and glory. Listen, I'm telling you, in the whole time, of course, you know the story, the king gave an order and said, listen now, in this domain of mine, There'll be no more worship to any other God. Only to the God of Daniel should there be a worship. And that will have no, I mean, I will have no doubt in my mind that in the town where you live in spring, in the town where you live in woodland, in the town where you live in Conroe, in the town where you live, wherever it is, you know, you can live a life and people seize the wonders of God. But unfortunately for some people, they really don't believe God for anything. They, they don't believe him to heal. They don't believe him to set the captives free. They don't believe him to do a miracle in their life. And so they never see any signs, any wonders, any miracle, any blessing, only because they don't believe. And my Bible says, all things are possible to him that believe. And so this morning, if you believe this God and trust him and know that you know, 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 Daniel's testimony can be your testimony, I guarantee you everywhere you go. You know, things can be a little bit rough. And then they have told you it is a bad situation and you go to another doctor and the doctor said, can't see anything. We don't know what you're talking about. And the reason for all of that is God has sent his angel and tell whatever disease that was invading your body, don't do it. It's mine. It belonged to me. You see, I, I tell people sometimes because, you know, maybe you don't have that here, but in Africa, you have some people who are mad. They just would let loose in the street. You, you can see them, you know, just doing their thing and all of that, you know, complete naked, no clothes on and all of those kind of things. And they eat all kinds of stain from the dong hill. From, you know, you know, things that, oh man, it's so nasty. They will pick it up and just eat it. And they stay alive. 
And the reason they are still alive is because there is a demon spirit who needed the house to stay. And if the man died, the demon spirit have no home. And what about God who needed a home? And he said, your body is the temple of the living God and I will dwell in them and if he is to have a body, a home to dwell in on the earth, he has to keep you alive so that nothing kills you, nothing destroys you, nothing messes you up only because he need a home on the earth. And Daniel said, I'll tell you what king, God have sent his angel and they shut up the mouth of the lion and the lion for the first time in their life they were not able to eat anything but when I left the place oh something happened and this morning I'm telling you the same thing that this God is going ahead of you today and is shutting up the, the mouth of lions so that nothing can eat you, nothing can destroy you, nothing can mess up your life, nothing can destroy your finances, nothing can destroy your marriage, nothing can destroy the life of your children. You know that becomes a worry sometimes. Oh, I love my mother. My mother still lives. My dad died, you know, about a few years ago at the age of 96. When I was very rebellious, oh man, I was terrible. I mean, I went to a church setting like this and start smoking marijuana in the service just to disrupt the service. You know, my mother would look at me in all of those hellish leathing. He said, listen, son, I've told you, good will happen to you. Nothing will kill you. Nothing destroy you. Good will happen to you. My father really never saw anything good coming out of me, but not my mother. My mother would say, son, I've told you. When she looked at my eyes, after smoking marijuana, man, it kind of looked dim and reddish and all of that. He would tell me, son, let me tell you what. I don't care where you've been, but good will happen to you. And you know the day I got born again by the Spirit of God, good thing happened to me. And God that day cursed me from the inside out. And for 48 years ago, never had problems with drug in my life because good has happened. And I come to tell you today, the same God that have done that for me, the same God that have done that for Daniel, he'll do it for you this moment in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I just want to remind you that the testimony of Daniel can become your own testimony. You can wake up in the morning in the midst of all the crisis, and boy, you never thought anything good can happen to your sons or your daughter. And they told you, he's just running away. He's running away from home. Don't allow that to give you a sleepless night. There is an angel. And there is still the ministry of the angel today. 
He'll go before them and put a hook in their mouth and drag them back home. And they can't run away from home. They can't abandon the principle you have taught them from the beginning. They can't run away from the God you serve continually. I love what the Bible said about Daniel. You know, or, I mean, what he told the king. He said, listen, king, God saw in me a faith. He saw innocency in me. He saw in my heart. I was only depending and trusting in you and hanging out with you. He saw that and God, you just kept me. And that can be your testimony. I mean, I met the pastor, I believe in 1972. I take that back, not 1986, 72. I mean, 1992. I went to Ghana in 1991. To preach in a meeting there. I met a gentleman by the name Louis Somro at that meeting in Ghana. We sat close to each other and when I finished preaching I came back to my seat. He said listen man do you go to the state? I said yes sometimes sir. He's, he kind of you know, raised up his butt and brought out his wallet and gave me his business card. He said listen man whenever you're in the state I'd like for you to call me. I'll fly you into my church. You can preach for me. So I called and uh, I went there to preach. And I went the second time. In the second time, I met with pastor. And I never forget the message I preached in the second time. It was, whom do you give your head to keep? That was the message. And I preached, man, and I was enjoying myself. At the end of the service, we met. He said, listen, man, I like your preaching, man. It, it just deal with some issue around me and all of that. Do you go to Houston? I said, yeah, sometimes I do. I come to Lakewood Church for conferences and all that. He said, give, they gave me my card. He said, you can come back. You know, come when you're in the Houston area, let me know, man. We can bring you to the church. I mean, I've been here since then, and I kind of like this house. Yeah. So since then, we've been friends and all of that. And I can tell you, there is a grace here. There is a power here. There is an anointing here. There is a ministry spirit here. You have to. You couldn't have been here all this long. No, 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 no. You couldn't have been here all this long. I mean, if I didn't know nobody else, I've, I've seen these guys. I've seen these guys. I've had, I know John when he walked with Compact, right? Yes, because you know so many things. You couldn't be hanging around here and not having God on the inside of you. You know, oftentimes we, we, leave, we leave church with guilt and condemnation in our hearts. Oh, I didn't pray too much. Oh, I didn't fast that much. Oh, I didn't witness. Listen, all of those are good. But do you know God is not blessing you because of all of that? He's blessing you because of Jesus and what he has done on Calvary Tree. Not because you work for it. And you know, I found out in the book of Romans, righteousness is who you are. It's not what you do. It's a gift to you for who you are, what he has made you. 
And if you have the gift of righteousness, the Bible said you're supposed to reign in life by one Jesus. So which means, I don't know if you know what it means to reign. You know, you don't have a king in America. We have kings in Africa. Kings rule. They reign forever until they physically die. And when they die, their son just picked up from where the father stopped and started ruling and reigning. I mean, listen now, you know this, you probably read about it. In England, there's a lady they call the queen. Do you know after election is done and somebody wins as a prime minister in London, England, he has to go to the king for an approval to certify, yes, you have power now to rule. I give you the authority to rule. Because in England, it's the king who rules. So anybody who wants to rule under her, they have to be satisfied by her. And so when you reign in Christ because he is the king of kings and you are the little kings and I'm the little king, man, we just rule over principalities and power. We can tell the devil, shut up, devil. And we got to get out of here. And he goes because of the presence of God in our heart. This morning, ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to encourage you and to let you know what happened here to Daniel can happen to you. God can protect you. He can provide for you. He can increase you more and more. He can do much more than you ever imagined he could do in your life only by believing in the righteousness of God, which is what you are. You are the righteousness of God. Daniel, man, said, O oh, king, as much as innocency, he found righteousness in me. And you know today, that's what God found in us. By virtue of we believing in Jesus, he found his righteousness in us. And we can walk in it. And in the righteousness of God, oh, we are so blessed. The Bible said we are blessed much more than you can ask or think according to the power that now works in you. Let us know this God. Let us believe in this God. Let us trust this God. Let us follow after this God. He protected Daniel. He can protect you. Nothing consumes Daniel. Nothing should consume you. Nothing kills Daniel. Nothing should kill you. And you know, above all men, Daniel was so filled with the Spirit of God. And you can be full of the Spirit of God every day, every day of your life. And it starts this way. Maybe you are here this morning. You don't know Jesus as your Lord and as a Savior. You want to say, Jesus, I want to serve you. I want to love you. I may not have loved you before, but from this day forward, I want to give my heart to you and follow after you. When you do that from that moment on, the whole of heaven. You know, I'm amazed at the U.S. president, whichever of them. There's a group they called 
the seal, the secret service, and the swan. Since Kennedy was killed in Dallas, my friend, they will risk their life for any American president to be killed. And I watched them going overseas. They not only go there with the Secret Service making sure everything was okay, they goes with the car, they goes with the water, they goes with the plane, they goes with everything just to make sure the man is protected. And listen, what do you think heaven does when you are going anywhere? God, God dwells in you. He wouldn't allow anybody to destroy the God that dwells in you. He ordered the host of heaven to go all out, ensuring that you are preserved, you're going out, you're coming in, you are kept from the power and the reach of the enemy. He's ensuring that your life is an amazement to many. Listen, if they can do it here, I can tell you. I know America is a wealthy nation. Government is powerful, but they can never be as powerful as my God. They can never have anything because, hey, listen, you have 50 states. I've been to 40 out of them. And each of the state or the city where you have the state capital, they'll have a little bit gold-plated thing on the dome of the capital. But my God has his real gold on the street in heaven. That means he is bigger, he is worthier. He can dare to spend what he has by making sure the streets are made of gold. And that God, he's well able to take care of you. This morning, ladies and gentlemen, you are here. You don't know this God. You want the whole of heaven to be loose right now, to protect you, to keep you. And you want to be his child. You want to say, Brother Igbenosa, I want to give my heart to the Lord Jesus, making him the Lord of my life from this day forward. I want to ask every head bow, every eye closed. You want to say, Pastor, this morning, I want to give my heart to this God who is able to keep me. If that is you, you can signify by raising up your hand and say, Brother, pray with me. I want to give my heart to the Lord Jesus. Anyone here this morning, you want to say, help me. I want to give my heart to the Lord Jesus. Anyone here this morning, you're not saved, you're not born again, but you want to do that today and make Jesus the Lord of your life and let his power dwell in the inside of you and help you to succeed in life. Or oh, you are here. You want to say, Pastor, my problem, man, is not being saved. I've been saved a long time ago. But, man, I can't sleep at night. Oh, it's fear, sickness, it's disease, it's infirmity, it's pain on my body. Listen, I am a believer that the Bible says the believer has the right to lay hands on the sick and the sick can recover by the authority of the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You are here this morning. You want to say, Pastor, I believe that God, 
is here can send his spirit, his ministry spirit ahead of us and bring healing to our body and bring pain to dissipate and healing to take place. You are here. You want to say, I, I, will, I agree with you. I want you to lay hands on me for me to be healed. If that is you, I want to pray with you this morning. If you can come out here, I want to agree with you that God, who is a healer, will heal you without a doubt this morning in the name of the Lord Jesus. Anyone here, just come. Just come. Amen. If you believe that, shout a big amen. amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to thank you and I bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on down, sir. Thank you for listening. Be sure to visit gchurch.net for more information about this podcast and other resources.